In today's episode, the guys dive into Noah and what he's doing for work. Listen in. Let's get it. Welcome back to episode 103 of the TCC show. My name is Noah. My name is Kai. And I'm JB. And we have a fun episode for you guys today. Um, we're kind of giving you more of a sneak peek of season seven. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We have some new segments, quote segments, that we want to introduce <laughs> to you. Kind of want to talk about that and be transparent with the audience of the like our rabbit trail slash mm-hmm. segmenting that we're going to be doing. Um, I have kind of a life update, and then we've got a funny story with you know more segment-ish type stuff. If only we could do like five-hour episodes, because this one would be five hours. I feel yeah. like we already have a lot planned yeah. for just this episode. Dude, it's that two-month period of not recording, mm-hmm. and... I mean, you and I hung out, and me and JB obviously hung out, and I we mean, all—I think we all I, hung I out hung together, out right? Yeah, we all at, hung at out together. the bar, and then yeah, if at you the count bar. two weeks ago. So that's the thing—is like now that we're all twenty-one and we're like hanging out, <laughs> we were like, waiting on me. We have for years. We have some great. Jeez. <laughs> 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 we do have some fun. The first time that Kai and I went to the bar together, that wasn't your birthday. A girl came and sat with us, and from my perspective, she was hitting on us. Mm. One of the two of us. Uh, Maybe both of us. <laughs> us. I don't know what your perspective was, but that's a story that we have to tell. But it's like, how do we set the audience up for what we're going to talk yeah. about? You know, it's like, like hey, now we drink. And- <laughs> two, months, two months is crazy. Like... Back in season two and three, it's like, oh, I just worked. It was like, now it's like stuff's happening. We got stories to tell. We kind of like have these embarrassing moments, but like these funny moments. And it's like, (laughs) all of this has to be shared. And we got to jam pack it all into like one and a half opening stuff hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So season seven, let's break off of that. Cool. I mean, do you want to talk about my birthday or... Yeah, let's okay. do it. Well, yeah. I mean, we kind of did a birthday episode, but let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I I woke up early to go to work because obviously they, of course, made me go to work. Also, I drove my parents to the airport because they were flying out that day. Uh, They took me out to breakfast. It was fun. Then, uh, after work, met up with Noah, and you drove me around to like seven different places. Okay, what places did you hit that day? Uh, I have a oh, maybe I don't we have hit, the list. We anymore. hit a lot of places, but we what what sticks out as memorable was I, think I it was said like four places. Yeah, and and when I looked at he had some. Hey, I really want to go to these, and then some. Hey, uh, these might be cool, and then hold on, that makes it sounds like I wanted to go to them. I had looked up. Yeah, what the the best and most popular ones had been. Or were. In Vancouver. Vancouver, Battleground, Ridgefield, the center area. Okay. And I knew that, like... Portland. Okay. I knew you that, just like... just don't want to cross the bridge. Well, the, well that was the bars. thing, is I knew that there was... Because I had asked Kai, I was like, I don't want to plan this big thing and have you go, 
uh, that's not not uh-huh. what I want to do for my twenty first. Uh-huh. You only get one twenty first, right? Yeah. And so I told... Oh, I know. And Noah was literally the only person who wanted to be with me, so... <laughs> Which is brutal. Um, I had told him, because he... I asked him... I told him that, and he was like, I would like to go to this Doctor Who bar mm-hmm. or Doctor Who themed bar in Portland. So I did some digging. It looked shitty. Like, Especially since COVID. Horrible. Really... And I was like, Kai, we can still go to this. I'm I'm super open for it. But it's literally you walk into a back room with posters on the wall. It's not as glamorous as it seems. <laughs> yeah, total dive bar probably. Yeah, yeah. with horrible food because that was kind of the thing of like when you turn twenty one. Obviously, you want to drink, mm-hmm. but you can go to the store and buy alcohol for yourself. Right, and it's a lot cheaper. You, for me at least, and for a lot of people that I talked to. They just want to experience the bar food. Mm-hmm. Bar food is much better than your average Red Robin or mm. Olive Garden. Especially when you've been drinking. Right. Especially <laughs> when you've been, like your tots are going to come out crispy. You don't have to 100%. worry about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your fries. They're going to be perfect. You don't have to worry about that at a bar, mm. you know? And so that was something that I kind of want to introduce to you. Yeah. Um, and that leads us to our first place. Yes. Because... Uh, Noah had mentioned a few places and I said, you know, I work at this church and in between the church and my parents' house, there's this one saloon I've always wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I said, how about I show you around my parents' house and then we go there. And that's, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. We go to the Silver Star Saloon, shout out, not a sponsor. They should and, be. They should be. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was, uh, your first time being there. Yeah. My first time being there. Right. And I just fell in love with the atmosphere and Noah fell in love with the sliders. Mm. Dude, <laughs> there's three things at the moment that mm. I look for when going to a bar. And I think you and I have talked about this. And I think you Probably. agree. Yeah. Food. Yep. Drinks. Naturally. Music. Four. I have, I've, four. Give me the other. Pool. 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 <laughs> I have never found a bar that can do drinks and food well. I mean, at a ten out of ten, mm-hmm. this place nails it. So, and and furthermore, what surprised Noah was I I pulled up a drink they'd never even heard of, yeah. which required opening one of those mini bottles of wine mm-hmm. in order to mix the drink. Right, and I paid six dollars for it. Yeah, wow. Like, and and Noah's thinking, man, he's gonna be dropping fourteen dollars for this three ounces of of liquid. Well, that's yeah. what you would expect at any other bar, you know? You right. pay for a specialty drink and it's 14 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Oh. Side note, I need to give me the pen. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. I need right. Can we get him another <laughs> another board oh, cuz Oh, he's got one. <laughs> but yeah, it was genuinely surprised and they did food well they did drinks well mm-hmm. the music they're iffy on but the reason they're iffy on it is because you have to pay for it so any place that they're not going to play music until you pay for it yeah it's kind of like all right well, can't i can't be wonder. mad at you for marketing yourself you know yeah like there's there's one section which is kind of the karaoke area of the bar and then there's one section which is the pool area of the bar they're pretty disconnected and they have different music so mm-hmm. when there's karaoke, I think they play music for free at the other end. Yeah. But I can't tell what things are usually like. Well, it uh, kind of depends on the night and how late you're there. Right. Right. And Noah just doesn't like country or 80s. Which is... I, li- I like 
I like eighties. I can dig eighties. Yeah. Okay. It's not my favorite though. But you're you're pretty much only gonna get country and eighties when you go right. to to a place right. named a saloon. <laughs> right. Any so, old school style right. bar like that. So for me, I love the music, the food, and the drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold, okay. Well, hold on. Something I'd point out it. Pointed out that that was not a sentence. <laughs> Something that I had point pointed out is they're playing Ed Sheeran at this place. Sometimes, sometimes it's it's not the vibe. It's not the vibe at all. It's a little weird. It it is. Sometimes he shows up on my country playlist on Pandora, so he I can never, kind of understand it. He never shows up on my country yeah. playlist. Something I want to mention about this bar: like twenty pool tables. 20 pool yeah. tables. Yeah, it's loaded. Lot. It's, it's lo- loaded. loaded. It's a great place to hang out. Yeah. Not necessarily on a Friday, Saturday night, but it's a good place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We went yeah. to a few other bars. Mm-hmm. Continue on that. A few heartbreakers. A few that were kind of cool. Yeah. And then we finished off at the... Well, well, hold on. Total Wines. Oh, that's right. We did go to Total yeah, Wine. Yeah, that because that's really close to the Silver Star Saloon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was blown away. By the amount of alcohol just in this one building. <laughs> yeah, well, and not just that, like, the specialty wine, the specialty whiskey, specialty mm-hmm. bourbon, specialty, I mean, anything. And as well as, like, you can get a keg there, you can get your, like, Portland naturally brewed, locally brewed cider yeah. on tap. And you can find they've got a little cigar area in mm. the very back. They've got, I mean, every kind of wine that you can think of. Uh, and I'm not very familiar with wine. They've got you know reds and, and white <laughs> wines, and they've got sparkling <laughs> ciders, and they've got little mixing cups so that you can add on to your alcoholic experience. Like they've got everything in there, and to take Kai in there was super cool. Of like. Yeah. All right, check it out, man. Because you were looking for something super specific mm-hmm. before we had known that you were a whiskey guy, that you liked, that you had aspired to be a whiskey connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Can- so to walk down that <clears throat> that aisle of like two thousand mm-hmm. dollar bottles with mm-hmm. you is like whoa. Yeah, there there was definitely like, uh, being being a country guy myself, it was the part of me is like, man. Before before I was drinking, right? When I was 19, I was like, boy, boy, I hope I like whiskey <laughs> when I start <laughs> drinking. Uh, and, and the smell of whiskey often would get me to drink it. And then once I have one sip, initially I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And then it passes through my system. And before, and when I stop thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I like this. <laughs> and I'll right. go for another one. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> but uh, it would just keep on. I mean, you bought that, some. You bought something there. Yeah, so I bought uh, in a ninety-five dollar bottle of Lagavulin and a uh, and a thirty-five dollar five pack of cigars. Yeah, yeah, and and the Cubans. These were that was my only two purchases. I paid in full cash. It was pretty cool, <laughs> and uh, and when we then you and I went home after a few born bars. Uh, before going to Alene, my house. Right. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I have... I had to convince you 
to because you were like, I don't know, should we try it? Like, I don't know. I, I was a little nervous because because it, it's like obviously the most expensive alcohol I've ever tried, and I didn't want to. Um, I mean, I wasn't. I was nowhere near my limit because pacing myself like seven bars, you got to pace yourself. But but I'm like going out to drink later. I want to make sure I like this and and. Like, am I really going to open this expensive bottle? Like, don't I want to save for a special occasion? Noah's like, dude, you're 21. I figured, great. So right. I open it up, uh, pour a shot, I take it. Explain this for JB because I think that he would like it. I, think, I really, I, truly I know he think would. that he would like it. I know he would. Uh, just before, we were at some bar that I don't even remember. It was like right next to a car shop or a tire shop or something. And I was given the shittiest it was shot. Double, double barrel off of Highway 99. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and because I'd had so many different things already, I'm like, hey, just give me whatever you like, bartender lady. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, like just so you know, I like trashy tequila. Mm, <laughs> said, that's probably like her. No, no training <laughs> wheels. No training wheels, by the way. Yeah. yeah. No salt or lime. Yeah. Just a straight shot of she. She gave of, like, me like reposado. Really, silver or really bad. At least it was silver. <laughs> no, it was gold. It oh. might have been I gold. I guarantee oh, you it was gold. That's it was the worst. It was bad, dude. Oh. It was really so, bad. So I tried taking a shot, ended up taking like half of it, trying not to throw up. I'm like, all right, Noah, you can finish this. He smelt he smelt it beforehand. Usually That's the mistake. It smells it so bad. It smells so bad. Tequila is one of those things, man. Yeah. And, uh. and I mentioned this because when I opened the Lagavulin, I felt like it smelled very similar. Okay. Because there was a lot of peat yeah. in this yeah. lager uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this at all. I'm not going to like this at all. So I, I take a sip. Well, not a sip. I take a full shot. Pound it down. I'm like, oh. He's like, I don't like it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like try it. Try just a little bit. Yeah. Not a full shot, but try it again. No, 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 no. Like, for, after smelling it, I said, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. I, and I was like, I, no, I, I no, feel no, the tequila. Try it. Try it. Try yeah. it. So I take the shot. I'm like, it's it's really good stuff it took like four seconds but i'm like dang this is uh uh." (laughs) it's not smooth it's It's smoother than most whiskeys it's a scotch it's flavorful yeah it 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 tastes like leather and gasoline in a really good way Hmm. that'd be a good candle (laughs) any candle makers out there make me that i'll pay good money for it it truly is good i think you would like it I, I think you should try it. I still have a little bit left. I'll bring it over sometime. Yeah, okay. you should. I think he would like it. It's really it's really good. You have to get to the point where you can like this is like when you know you've made it as like a connoisseur or something. Like at like at Andrews. Yeah. I was like, Starfish, this is what I want. Yeah. This just, I want two fingers. Just on the rocks. Two fingers on the rocks, Captain, because that's what we were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'll have one drink. I'm good. And they're they're just like they just watched me just just sip this. Yeah, and this he did all night the and whole it, time. He just huh. yeah. It was, I, it was strange for sure, but it was just <laughs> one of those things where you're like, this is this is flavorful. This mm-hmm. is what I need. I'm gonna pace myself, yeah. and I know what I want because I wasn't right drinking, here in this moment. Yeah, I wasn't drinking beer. I didn't buy any beer that weekend. Mm. So because last time I was drinking banquet. And I was like, yeah, I want something, but I don't want to go to the store and buy beer. Like, that's a waste of my time. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, I'll have one glass and I'll be good. 
and that's and, and mind you the last time i had our had hard alcohol was <laughs> one on my 22nd birthday when i blacked out and then after that was like what six or eight months ago for yeah. noah's noah's 21st, 21st i took a shot with him yeah and that's and then one at andrew's shot. house yeah. one shot yeah that in like three years mm-hmm. and then i had captain at at Andrews. I'm yeah. not a hard alcohol person. I don't like it. I don't I think you're a flavor person. I am. And it was actually hilarious because one of my uh, friend's dad, he really likes whiskey. And he's like just kind of getting into like all these different types of whiskey. Yeah. And his wife just came back from California and bought like a shit ton of these <laughs> different whiskeys, like high end, low end, like everything right. in between. Right. And I'm just like, that's cool. Like reading these bottles, like smelling the different types and like mm-hmm. just talking to them about the different types. Right. Cause it's like, you always think about scotch. Like we've talked about this Noah, Yeah. like scotch, everyone, like what is so good about scotch that people are like, I want two ice cubes neat. Like that's what I want. It's like, why? Give me scotch on the rocks with a twist. Well, right. that's that's why I'm like, you have to try what Kai got, yeah, yeah. because he's looking for that. Because that's what I want. Four hundred dollar bottle of scotch. Yeah, you'll just be try. Right. You'll be very impressed. It's. Yeah. It, it, I just want to see what it's all about. It's like, are all these guys yeah. just full of shit? Right. Or, <laughs> right. Right. Or are they actually? Is it an enjoyable experience? Right. To have a a glass of a whiskey or a bourbon or or a scotch on the rocks and to even build on that is the cigar too much or does it add to i don't what know you're drinking and that's actually hilarious because i've it never does. i've never smoked a cigar and had whiskey i've right. smoked a cigar and drank beer it's right. just something to drink while i'm smoking a cigar right granted i i used to smoke a lot of cigars like back in high school and uh-huh. shit we'd always be smoking cigars my dad's into cigars it's like a thing. Anytime we go golf, my dad has cigars on. Yeah, it. it's a specialty thing. Yeah, and I've I never mean, I bought them. Yeah, yeah you know? I've never experienced the combo of a good bourbon whiskey or scotch with a cigar. And I know there's like it's a thing. There's a science behind it. And I want to find a person that's like that's knowledgeable behind it. You know, like we talked about Jeff, mm-hmm. right? Like he's a scotch guy. Yeah. Like or a whiskey or whatever. Like he knows these different brands and types and like what's good and what's flavorful. It's like you gotta find somebody like that, but that has the cigar side of it. Cause I can I can enjoy a fifteen, sixteen, twenty dollar cigar and I can tell the difference between that and a six dollar cigar. Right. Like, right. You know, right. I can I haven't smoked a ton, but I can tell um <laughs> I can tell the difference, the way it smokes, the way it To be fair, know. it's pretty obvious. Oh, for sure. You don't have to smoke like Okay, if you smoked a Swisher, okay, you know the difference between a fucking yeah. cheap between piece that of shit. and a Romeo and Juliet. Oh, hundred you know? <laughs> percent, or a Ko Gold. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like anything like that. Yeah, um, like that—that's the most expensive alcohol I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Noah, what's the most expensive you've had? Um, uh, Trevin bought me uh Don Julio. Oh, I Don feel like Julio is good. It, I actually it, like Don Julio. It, it tastes like every other whiskey, man. Really? It yeah, tasted it like does. every other whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went, we finished at the A. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after we went from home with the Lagavulin to the A. where I walked in with 20 bucks thinking, you know, just going to have fun. I know walking into this kind of thing that... Uh, where most people go wrong is they think, man, I got to make money. 
right. I'm going in thinking, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to just enjoy myself. This is a recreational thing more than anything right. else. Right. Um, man, it's dude. like putt putt golf where you like pay 18 bucks to get in and yeah. you just putt around and then at the very end you try and <laughs> hit in the ball to win your money back or something, you know? Right. And no one ever really does it. No. Uh, so we looked around at all the blackjack tables because I'm not a huge poker guy, but I know my way about blackjack. Right. Uh, and most of them are pretty full. <laughs> so we thought, let's just hit up, let's just hit up some of those slot machines. It'd be fun. Yeah. Noah's like, we're just going to walk around until you find one. This was, of course, after we got a drink. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. I walked around for like five minutes and tried to lose Noah once or twice. <laughs> Anyways, go to a slot machine, make like... 20 more bucks off of that one yeah and hit the hay going somewhere else we go to a blackjack table and we meet this very interesting african-american fellow he's super funny obviously like three or four beers deep it's super key that he it's a black guy yeah because it makes like the story and the moment of him teaching you so like, amazing it's so good and yep. so entertaining he's yep. like hitting on the waitress that comes by <laughs> but also like <laughs> chirping at the dealer like oh what's up you ain't got shit on me yeah. <laughs> you know? like, like you see her she's trying to be good to me she's trying <laughs> it, it makes Great. the whole experience better yeah, so there's only one seat open. Noah sits down first because I kind of want to observe. Yeah. And I said, all right, Noah, I'm super ready for you to lose. <laughs> this guy chimes in. He's like, yo, why couldn't you just be, like, supportive of your friend? Like, <laughs> like hey, hey, you here. He's talking to Noah. Like, dude, if you win, you, like, you win big, you going to buy this guy, like, a meal? Absolutely, I'll buy him a, a steak dinner. He's like, see, he's being a good friend to you even after you go and talk bad about him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Noah, you win big. Trying to, of course, working up the funny. Noah, of course, loses all his money. Yeah, I lost ten bucks. Wow, (laughs) big spender. (laughs) It was a five dollar table. Okay, okay, that's fair. And and I sit down, put in half my money, which is twenty dollars, thinking, all right, I'm gonna see where it goes, right? Uh, And and I use those twenty dollars, basically losing in the most, uh, and uh, trying to learn as I lose. Yeah, the guy next to us course being hilarious the whole time but also teaches us about different signs and what the different places mean and how yeah. all how to split how mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, how to mm-hmm. hold yep. what what the dealer might have what yep. you might have the yep. whole nine yards this guy was super helpful mm-hmm. and then after i put in that 20 dollars, put in 20 more and walk out with 70 and oh actually the only reason we walked out is because the guy next to us <laughs> the black like, guy he yeah, spilled yeah. his drink <laughs> he's, he's like i got this reaches forward smacks his glass falls over the whole table ruins the cards and the, <laughs> the chips and everything so i'm like all right great place to stop yeah walk out yeah cash in he was like oh we'll hold the table and we're like oh, let's just leave this is a good <laughs> sign to leave yeah it was a good night it was, it was a, a good night super fun night and i remember noah saying all right, here's here's my phone. You got. This is the only time I ever ask this. You have control over the radio. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and yeah, because Noah knows I love country music and he hates country music. So I thought I'd beat him in the middle with like country hip hop, right? With some the Kane Brown. Yeah, mm. I thought it was. I thought it was. That was, was good. As was acceptable to Noah as it could be. It was. It was enjoyable. He's, he's got some good stuff. He's yeah. got some shit stuff, but he does have I need stuff. to put myself in an expectation manner of like, <laughs> I am expecting country music. Mm-hmm. Therefore, 
minimal country music will satisfy. Mm. If we go above and beyond, yeah, that it's going to start to drive me crazy. But I've already spent, I've already set the expectation low at country music. Yeah. So if it goes higher at country music. I'm still going to be meeting my expectation. It's mm-hmm. just going to start to drive me crazy as we go higher and higher and higher and higher. You know, well, like, like one reason I chose Kane Brown is because I know he's got the, he has a collab with Marshmallow. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the key to me. Like, okay, Noah can kind of accept this and like it. So, <laughs> well, you also got to fit the vibe of the night. You know, yeah. we're partying up on Absolutely. his 21st. We're not trying to sulk about a girl who, mm. whatever, you Wrecked know, slash truck and slash some guy's tires, <laughs> <laughs> you know, killed her husband, right? <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it was good. So it was my birthday. It was fun. It, it was, was definitely fun. A lot of fun, and I think I still had to go to work the next morning. Yeah, I did too. I did too. We got home at like one thirty, and like, all right. Good four hours sleep, having had like seven drinks. <laughs> it was de- it was definitely worth it for sure. Yeah. Um, season seven, season seven. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Last episode, we mentioned all of the guests with echoey audio will be back for season seven. We're making that a promise to you guys. Um, well, we'll be back, not necessarily season seven, right? Not necessarily. In the public free domain. version, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got merch. JB, you want to talk about merch? Yeah, we don't have it right now. Sorry, that's that a horrible way to position this. But as always, we have it in the works. <laughs> yeah, definitely some cool stuff. Uh, Noah kind of started sending us me and Kai some some ideas, and it kind of grew into this uh, very abstracty design um, that kind of. I don't know. I like it. I think it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll stand out, and I definitely think people like it's. It'll catch your eye, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm working on some stuff. I know Kai's working on some more stuff. Um, so there's definitely more to come. Um, but the beginning of new merch is definitely here. We're working on it. Yeah. Um. Public for the public for the mass public. Uh, you won't see it until it's dropped. Yeah. For the monthly subscribers, you've seen the designs that we have uh, okayed or perfected or sent to the shop, quote, shop. Right. Um, so the design, we've got two designs. And like I said, like JB said, JB's got a design that he's working on. Kai's got a design that he's working on. That's mm-hmm. right. Those two will be finalized and they will go to the, quote, shop. Then they'll be on tccpod.com, and you'll be able to buy our merch for Season 7. We haven't done merch since Season 3, three two, 2. 2. Season 2. Man. It's been four seasons since we've done merch. It's, it's really cool to think that we did merch in Season 2. Yeah, that's like, super dope. It's really early, and man, we put ourselves out there. Yeah, we did. I think we barely broke even, too. No, I we made money. We, we made oh, money, cool. which was able, which made it possible... So this is the thing with merch. We made money that made it possible to buy lighting equipment, mm-hmm. the banner behind you, Kai, <laughs> the, the three extra mics. We've replaced mics. We bought the table that you were sitting. Like, we have made things possible mm-hmm. because of the merch, as well as Manscaped. But, you know, Manscaped is this thing over here that we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, and, and you and I have put, I think... 
I want to say only two hundred dollars total into everything. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was paid by the show because because right. breaking even, quote unquote, by for t-shirts means like I didn't get my two hundred back. I guess I guess actually I did. I mean, you got some money. Yeah, there were small dividends, mm-hmm. but okay, yeah, that's cool. Re- regardless, it it comes out to when you buy our merch, you are supporting the show, mm-hmm. and we're making it better. Yeah, for, for y'all, sure. for sure. Uh, what else we got? So you noticed at the beginning of the show, we kind of just started talking. We are moving towards a more segmented slash rabbit traily type of show. Kai, you put it really, really good in our creative meeting the other day. Yay. We successful podcasts are talking about current stuff. They're talking about their feelings. They're doing reoccurring segments. We've had that before on the show and we just ran out of content. We've got embarrassing stories. We've got prank calls. Like those are all things of the past of this show that we want to bring back. We also have some reoccurring segments that we've either thought of or we want, like, like I said, we want to bring back. Um, We want to bring in some more filler stuff that leads us on rabbit trails so that the conversation can be better. We want to reveal ourselves more to you guys in this season, which means restricting less of our conversation. Last season, we we went through this crazy, crazy, like super structured, super intentional, super <laughs> like in-depth spiritual series, which is great. You guys love that. You guys ate that up. And all three of us grew from that. However, we want to be able to show more of ourselves in that manner, but less structured. So you'll see more segments and we'll introduce them as they come. And as you, the audience engages, we will decide on which segments we come, we have returning. You know, if you guys really like our embarrassing segments, um, then we'll keep doing more of those. We'll keep embarrassing ourselves or we'll dig <laughs> deep and find more embarrassing stories. You know, everybody wants to hear about JB's embarrassing stories. So if you guys like really want that, he has. yeah, if you guys <laughs> really want that, then we're going to press JB so that he shares more of his embarrassing stories. I think I've already shared at least one of them. One of the like two. <laughs> if if you guys really want to hear more of Kai's political... Oh my word, I do have an embarrassing story. <laughs> we have to save it for next week. <laughs> if you guys really want to hear more of Kai's... Uh, write it down. If you guys really want to hear more of Kai's political thoughts, then you need to express that so that we can press Kai on more of his pathetic... Pathetical. Excuse me? <laughs> Political thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to shut up, voice your opinion. Right. You know? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, conspiracy theories. Mm. Kai and I both thought of really good conspiracy yeah. theories. Um, we were trying to decide which one was going to be for season seven. Yeah, and we just decided on both. Heck yeah. <laughs> so we're doing two conspiracy theories for season seven. Comment below if you want to make it three, and we'll make JB choose one. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else we got? <laughs> Imagine that replaces our, our guest episode every five. <laughs> every five, we all do one. Yeah, for real. Um, 
behind the scenes, I wrote behind the scenes. We want to give you guys a bit of a better look behind the scenes of this show. There is no better behind the scenes look than the monthly subscriber club. Absolutely. Um, or following us on Instagram. That's or, another good one. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of photos there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope to give you guys more of an insider look. You won't get the full insider look unless you're subscribed. So make sure to subscribe. Uh, like Kai said, we were talking earlier about Kai's 21 now. We're hitting up some bars. We've got JB's baby mama named Lisa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, every time this comes up, the story just grows It and just grows. keeps going. And oh JB gets red gosh. in the face. Um, we've Little got, we've got, uh, <laughs> Kai and I's girl, Emily, that we oh, want. what's up? That was the best three way you and I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these stories just keep growing <laughs> and growing. Not Bot- the only thing growing, if you really <laughs> Bottom line is we've got some bar stories that, you know, we just show up. We want to hang out. We want to eat good food. We want to listen to good music and we want to have good drinks. And because you're at a bar, different things happen with crazy scenarios or just weird scenarios. I mean, people get plastered, man. It's a Saturday night. What better is there to do? You know? (laughs) And so there's some crazy encounters that we've had that Middle makes for some great stories that we want to tell. So expect to hear those. We haven't even got into my... uh... My drinking days on the road, either. That, too. <laughs> what? Again, we just want to be more transparent with you guys. We want to share more stories that we are feeling much more confident about sharing. Yeah. Um, episode 100. I know we talked about it last week. I do want to say this. We talked about last week. I asked the idea, who was your favorite guest? We got on a tangent, which is good, but none of us answered that. And so I would like to answer that. And then if you guys can think of something, I'd like you guys to answer that. Okay. Good recall. My favorite guest during was definitely Warren. My favorite guest listening back to the episodes was Alex. Hmm. And I need to find my phone. Here it is. To tell you guys why. I wrote it down because it, it seemed pretty significant to me. Um... Alex. Okay. When Alex came on, I we talked about a lot of things. We talked about sports. We talked about video games. We talked about buying a house. We talked about college versus um, work experience. He referenced an episode that he had listened to. I think he might have been the only guest only person that yeah. listened to an episode in preparation for uh, his segment. So props to you, Alex. Um Shout out. Something that he had talked about is he, because I had asked him why the Seahawks, right? Why do people just root for their team that sucks balls? (laughs) And he had said something pretty like, I don't know, pretty like memorable to me. He said that he just wanted to let people be happy. He was working on himself in building this idea and being content in just letting people be happy. And I think that was like, just, it just stood out to me a lot. Like 
sure people mess up like i don't know why but cooking comes to mind of like (laughs) so what they baked a terrible cake they were happy in making the cake and i think i don't know that just stood out to me like i think that alex was like one of the coolest guests to listen to because he brought up these like he was like just super honest to like hey this is what i'm thinking on this is like a new view of life that i want to carry on like if Kai wants to be happy, like making a cake, I'm going to let Kai be happy making that cake. Like who am I to get in the way of that? And I think it kind of like translates back to last week's episode of like, there's so much cancel cultural, cultural stuff. And there's so much like political stuff going on that like, we can't just let people be happy just sitting in their ideas or sitting in their hobbies or sitting in the things that they like to do. And that's something that stood out to me. And then to even build on that, he had talked about how like he's an accountant for a berry picking farm. Like <laughs> he could, he used to work for this big ad agency and probably made all these big like budgets and big numbers for all these companies for nike for adidas like whoever but he decided like i just want to work for a berry farm because i want to bring happiness to people Mm. when people open a box of berries they're happy when they (laughs) eat these berries they're gonna know that they're gonna be sweet or maybe they're a bit tart but they're still happy opening these box of berries like i don't know i i thought that was like pretty noteworthy of like this guy just wants to make sure that people are happy. I think that's also why you loved Warren because in Warren's first episode, he talks about giving up this huge opportunity Mm -hmm. to do something that makes him happy. Right. Definitely. And I think that was something you were lacking in your job. (laughs) Happiness. Yes. No. When I was working construction, I was definitely lacking that. But also like as the world transitioned, it was definitely something the world was Mm. lacking. Yeah. Like who is just like Kai JB, are you guys, or even Noah, are you guys working jobs that just provide happiness? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Kai could probably say yes because you're an IT job. Yeah. But the only reason people are coming to you is if they have a problem or they can't solve something or you have to set something up for them. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily like starting out providing a happiness thing for them right well you are fixing something for them or you mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. making sure that they have something to provide happiness to someone else and as an introvert who likes showing off it's actually a pretty good job yeah but for sure but i do lack a certain amount of interaction with people in in that like of course i get these 15 second hey let me fix this for you right but i don't have authentic connections so i need to make sure i'm doing stuff outside of work that provides that for me right right bars which was (laughs) and jb i'd love for you to speak on your job a little bit more but i mean i mean in a way in a way if you really think about what i do concrete is a finished product at a Mm -hmm. building or a subdivision right it's like in a subdivision that is that is uh definitely something they're gonna see you know, when they're walking their house every day or when they, you know, drive down and, you know, you drive down a road, you see happy kids playing in the street and families are together. Like that brings happiness to people. Somebody's dream of building a corporate 
tilt up building to run their company out of is going to bring joy to that owner when he goes to his place of business right he gets out of his car every morning and he looks at this building like this is mine i have built this so in a way yes but it's a roundabout way way. i would push back on that to say like the everyday person are they looking at the curb or the foundation or the whatever and going this brings me happiness probably not probably not (laughs) so that's why i think that like Alex's segment like was like super note noteworthy to me of like this guy is bringing happiness mm-hmm. like when you open this package of berries and you try them your goal is happiness like right. oh this is good these but are good berries you know that's a re- but he's an accountant so he has nothing to do with the berry packaging process right, right. and I could push into JB like. I bet some of the companies you've built things for do make people happy. Probably. It's just you aren't in the direct line of process to see that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there is definitely happiness that exists because mm-hmm. of you yeah. or what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You just don't get the... I'm, I'm building a Chick-fil-A right now. So, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> somebody's going to be happy to drive Heck through yeah, that right. drive right, right, right. that, right? Where, to be where, involved in something happy. Uh, Hillsborough. Oh, anyways. (laughs) Let me tell y'all about Ma Energy. If you haven't jumped onto the superfuel train, there's no better place to start than Ma Energy. It's specifically formulated to give gamers an edge over the competition. Their energy and focus blend gives you a sugar-free, no-crash energy boost, sharpening your perception and accelerating your reactions. I just spent $100 on this stuff because its pricing is so good and comparable to most energy fuel for gamers. There's so much energy that one small package is worth $150 of Red Bull, but it's better for you and more effective. The rewards program is easy to use, getting points for following on socials, but also for each dollar you spend. With it, you can get discounts on flavors or even a free shaker for your drinking ease. They also sell blue light glasses if you want to take better care of your gaming habits. For it to work, you need to click on the link in our description so you can use discount code MA10 and get 10% off at checkout. If you want to get 10% off, be sure to click on the link in our description and use discount code MA10. So, Noah, <laughs> um, you, well, I remember one of the biggest topics you wanted to move toward in Season 7 was, All right, Kai, I'm finally ready to talk about my job. And this was right before you changed. Jobs. Yeah, so... I had a few ideas, like, over the break of, like, if anyone was to go on mine or JB's LinkedIn, <laughs> they could easily figure out what we do for work. Right. The company <laughs> that we work for, the position, mm-hmm. probably the pay range. And so, I'm not af- necessarily afraid of being a little bit more transparent in what I do. And I also change jobs. So... I'm definitely open to talking about the last job that I've been referencing for the entirety of season six and a little bit of five. Is that right? I think so. I think a lot of bit of five. That was with because uh, I think Dallas. he started when I was a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Before I was even a host. Because you I got, think. I think you got a job right around the same time Dallas did. Yeah, so I left mm-hmm. the. I graduated. Was still working construction, left construction uh, a little bit after I graduated, started working for the Department of Transportation for Washington. Um, I no longer work there, which is why I'm willing to talk about it now. 
Um, especially with the state, things get kind of sticky on like what you can get in trouble for, what you cannot get in trouble for. It's a whole thing. Um, plus, I like my privacy if anybody knows me. Um, I no longer work for the state, um, but hopefully talking about the Department of Transportation will give a better inside look on my perspective of life, basically. Um, my position there, I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. So I was a highway worker, uh, a highway maintenance worker one. Uh, a one doesn't really have a whole lot of experience. They can pretty much do everything on the block except for drive big trucks. For big trucks, you need a CDL. Anything that's a commercial vehicle, you need a CDL. That's a highway maintenance worker two. Um, highway maintenance worker three is you got your CDL. Actually, I think that's some. No, no, no. You have to have your CDL. You probably have like a spray license. Um, you've got to be able to like identify weeds and, you know, be able to grow. And other drugs. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you got to be able to grow plants and, you know, hydro seed and use the seeding truck and it's a mess. Um, so they've got a tech three, uh, those people are more specialized, <clears throat> specialized, excuse me. They're technically a lead. And then you've got a four, which they were like kind of weaning out, which is just a higher lead. Then you've got a five, which is your, uh, supervisor. Then you've got a six. That is your assistant superintendent. Then you move to superintendent. It's class seven. Um, and then you're, from, you're going real in depth to a place that not many people are interested in. Right. And I think it's important. I really do. Okay. Um, cause I think that it will give more of a look as to what government looks like, uh, in a job setting moving forward with some of our episodes. Okay. Um, from there you just move up into Olympia. So you move outside the yard that I was in after superintendent into Olympia. Uh, my goal working with the state was, uh, work there for a long amount of time and learn as many things as I could, as I could that were just like basic striping, uh, guardrail. I did, um, some pavement work, some like pothole fill <coughs> filling, excuse me. My goal in working for the state was to gain as many skills as possible. I, as you guys know, I graduated with a degree in communications, but media focused. And so I wasn't, and I was experienced in the trades for the most part, <clears throat> but I knew that I wanted to move out of the trades and in, into like a half and half job, um, I actually worked with Nate. Nate um, is like a super close friend to me. Um, he encouraged me that like working for the state, you're not going to enjoy a desk job. So that's something that I was working towards <clears throat> of like a half desk job, half like trades job, um, kind of navigating that in, in, in the state, maybe working up to be like a, uh, like a public information officer of like 
oh, a car, our car crash happened on I-5. Um, let's go to the public information team to find out more details as they are coordinating with the local sheriff's office and we can get details on the people that were involved in the crash kind of thing, hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. Why was it important to know who was involved? Um, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a media thing. The like paperwork. that's, that's what I was passionate about. Like a, oh. like the Colombian would come to a, a crime scene and go, Hey, what happened? Oh. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. Then, then you'd say, Hey, it's Noah from the TCC show. Right. <laughs> this is Noah reporting from the TCC show. Here's what happened. Here's what we can tell you. Here's what's developing. Uh, th that's things that I'm passionate about, like working with the media. It didn't turn into that. Mm. I worked at the uh, G Creek rest area for 75% of maybe even 80, 85, 80. Yeah. 85, 90% of the time that I worked there. Um, I, th I think I know that spot. It's up there, right? Yeah. The G spot. <laughs> <laughs> the G Creek rest area. Um, a lot of homeless stories that I'd love to tell at some point. Um, I worked side by side with Nate every single day. Um, so we've, we definitely have some stories that we can tell and, um, a new perspective on the policing law that we talked about last episode. Um, the homelessness situation that's going on, that's just rampant and pretty much everywhere right now. Um, so I've got a perspective on that. Um, kind of just setting you guys up for episodes <laughs> later on. Uh, uh, but I, I know you don't love talking about money, but how much of a step up was it from your previous job? Huge. I mean, I when I left um, construction, I told my I told my manager, my project manager, that I would be making three times what I made here, <laughs> um, and that is including benefits. And he looked at me and said, that's more than I make now. And that's what? when I, that was the last nail in the coffin that solidified. I should not be working for this company. Yeah. I, I think I had talked about this before of like, I had gone to them and I had said, Hey, I'm looking for more experience. I, I want to learn. That's the first thing that I go to when I, when I join a company if you don't have anything to teach me, then this isn't the company for me. Even if I know how to do the job and I'm qualified 100%, if I'm not learning something, this isn't the job for me and I won't work for you. Um, and that's something that I brought to their table. I was like, I want to learn. I want more responsibility. I've got a degree and a high school diploma that can prove that I can do things and I've done it in a short period of time. And if you don't believe me, you can look at all the past work that I've done. I Here are all the examples of all the things that the project managers are doing now that they probably shouldn't be doing, like taking dump trailers to the dump. Why are they doing that? They're getting paid $30 an hour to take a dump trailer to the dump? Sit that in should line be, for two hours. Yeah, sit in line for two That should be my job. And they huh. said, nope, we're cool doing that. We are okay 
with making sure that gets done ourselves. That either communicates they don't trust me or they don't trust the people that have done it in the past and they messed it up at some point or they just want to burn time and do it themselves and make that extra $80 for the day, you know? And so $80 to be on your phone. Right. And so when I told them that, uh, they were, they were like, Nope, we're, we got it. There's nothing more for you to do here. And so I said, all right, I have no reason to be here, but I also have no reason to leave. And so you can expect that. And within the next three months, I put in my two-week notice. Um, well, and sure. I started working for the state. So, Wow. Um, so you still have a job. You're still employed. Mm-hmm. Did you step up here? Yeah. So I... Oh, you did. I did. Wow. Um, I... And are, are you going... one Real quick. Are you going off of hourly or plus benefits also because that's how you talked about it last time oh man plus benefits it's pretty lateral transition okay um nowhere can beat the state i mean jb's had some pretty good gigs nowhere can beat the state you know um and the biggest thing there is all the overtime the the hazard pay the right Right, um, holiday triple time <laughs> yeah. that he was get like just insane compounding I mean, pay stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've yeah. I heard Noah say once. I, I think I said it on the podcast even. I came inside. He said, "All right, days t- today's day twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, huh? You've been yeah. working twenty seven days in a row. Yeah. yeah, they'll let. I mean, that's how because, and I've had this conversation with you guys so many times. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have this conversation on the show. The state can't force you to do anything anything and so the state can't for the purpose of this conversation the state can't make you work overtime so they just encourage you with a lot of money Mm. um so you start looking at like nate or i we're working 710s 712s we're working 21 days in a row we're working 27 days in a row we're working three months in a row (laughs) no breaks um they just encourage you grand with, each month with money. Yeah. And they're just, you know, hoping that you'll do good and that you won't burn out and that you'll just keep working and they'll just keep paying overtime, triple time, two and a half time, whatever it Man. may be. Um, what was your question? Oh, pay, lateral. Right. So lateral, yeah. um, kind of, unless you have anything else to say. No, for the, for the most part, I was working, a lot of overtime there was a girl that quit so i ended up picking up seven days a week um <laughs> and that's so what my so boss worked seven extra days a week my my bot my my supervisor asked me to do uh one extra day a week and then my lead asked me to do two extra days a week i was already working four days a week so it mean they were collectively they were asking me to do seven tens I told them I could do it for a few weeks and then I was going to move to six tens so that I had a day off, uh, which didn't work out very well. <laughs> I ended up working a lot of seven tens. The money was good and I was learning a lot of skills working with different crews. I was on the roadside crew. Um, so I was learning a lot of things, um, that happened only on the side of the road. We had a maintenance crew. We have a bridge crew. I say we, I'm not employed by them anymore. Um, there's a signs crew. So everybody that does like 
the mile markers or like, hey, these are um, the restaurants that are at the next exit or paving or guardrail or I mean, guardrail is one of the most popular ones. It's like the Washougal um, first roundabout at Washougal mm-hmm. off of SR14. Always gets hit. It always, always gets hit. Gets hit. I'm, we can expect that we will do it once per week wow. because it always needs to be done. Yeah, especially in the snowy season, I got to get on a, pl- a snow plow. Um, what does be done mean? Just replace it, fix oh, it. You shoot. spend spend government tax dollars to fix it. Huh. Um, so that's something. That's a new world that I got introduced into of the public sector. Um, I left. So I left the state. And that uh, you had ended by saying lateral transition as far as pay goes. If you, so you're you're keeping more money because you're getting less benefits, basically, is what I heard. Y- yes. Yeah. But that leads me to ask. I mean, like, is the retirement plan as good? Like, like, what is incentivizing you to move to this new company when yeah. you're leaving these people you know, these relationships you've built? Right. right. And I assume you were still building, like. Like you had only, you only could go up there. Why are you leaving? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I'm, I had been being chased. So I, JB talks about this quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if he has on the show, but people chase JB. JB has a name to him where people hear James Schnell or JB. What do you go by in the construction field? It's <laughs> JB Schnell. Yeah, really? People hear JB Schnell and they go, "Oh shit, I need that guy." Hmm. Or they go, eh, "JB Schnell? What does this guy do?" And then they hear about what this guy does and they go, "Oh, I might need this guy on my crew." Hmm. The same thing happened to me for the first time. Uh people went, "Noah Purcell. I think I might need this guy." Um so this guy had been chasing me for a little while. He wanted me to be a sales guy. I'm not a sales guy. I don't want to do sales and not motivated by commission. I think commission. he could be a great sales guy. I think so too. Whether you want to be or not, that's a different story. But I think you could be very successful at it. I your your degree leads towards sales. I just True. I'm not motivated by commission. Hmm. You could tell me, hey Noah, you work you're gonna work for fifteen dollars an hour, but for every um but for every slushy machine you sell <laughs> You get three hundred. You get th- that's what you use. <laughs> you get three hundred thousand dollars. I probably wouldn't take the job because I'm one not necessarily like uh, confident in my skills to sell to yeah to sell, but also I don't know. I don't know anything about slushy machines. You know, mm-hmm. like how should I be confident? walking into that space when I have a family to provide for. Hmm. So this guy had been chasing me for a while. Um, things at the state got super, super political. Um, wow. A government job got political. And I, <laughs> I classify myself as the best government is less government in mm. today's society. I think that less government is best government is not possible. I think that because things have become super divided that you can't just go, all right, 
government hands off and things will fix themselves. I think that that is no longer the case in a lot of situations based on COVID, based on, you know, the the presidency and where their decisions are going and where different states are going with their decisions. You see Texas doing things completely opposite of our state and Oregon doing completely opposite of Florida. Um, I think in a, in a perfect world, I am less government is best government, but because the world isn't like that, I can't be like that. Um, Things got super political, and I got a phone call one day of this business owner that was, you know, every business owner is the same. They're all super pushy. They're all super... You want to work for me. They're all super persuasive, and they'll tell you whatever you need to hear in order to get you on their side, you know? Um, and, And he won me over to his side. I... He called me and he's like, hey, listen, man, I've got a few positions open that aren't sales. I think I've come to the terms, just as you have, that you shouldn't be my sales guy. But I'm going to utilize you in your media space um, later down the road. But here are the positions I got for you. I got you a scheduler. I got you some warranty stuff. Um, I've got an assistant manager position for some service stuff. Uh, I've got some shop positions for you where you can, uh, operate some hydraulic equipment. Maybe you can hop operate some, uh, maybe more technical equipment. Uh, you could paint some stuff for me if you wanted, uh, again, if you want, you could sell some stuff for me (laughs) and we could start at the bottom and work our way to the top. I chose a, an assistant managing position. So I manage a few, uh, technical guys and I make sure that they're, they're all like, uh, like their days are made and that they have every, yeah, everything lined out for them. Um, I manage a lot of warranty stuff. Um, to answer your question, Kai, the position is a lateral move. They don't have retirement benefits, which I made very explicit to them. You don't get retirement benefits within the next year I'm gone. I Whoa. won't be here. I That's something that I focus on, which I think surprises people for my age, but mm-hmm. that is my non-negotiable. Like, you're retiring when you're 40. I don't care about health care at this moment in my life. I care about retirement stuff. And I'm doing a lot of extra stuff to make sure that my retirement stuff goes to the right directions. You know, um, no longer being with the state. I've got all this retirement stuff that I think I've talked to both of you about of how it gains interest, how it doesn't gain interest, where it needs to go. And I'm working on that right now. Like that retirement stuff is my top priority at the moment. Um, It is a good stepping stone because it has manager in the title. Whereas other jobs that I've worked out don't. So does that that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Cause um, it it looks like there's the, yeah, like movement, upward movement. There's more directions you could go, but also it helps you 
go upward to other places as well. Like where where you were at in state, you can only go lateral to other businesses. Yeah. But from here, you can go upward to other businesses. Definitely. Yeah, and that's something that I've like kept in mind that your dad has said and you've said like UJB. Yes, UJB. Sorry. Um, as you're pointing something that I've like <laughs> kept in mind and I even have a conversation today of like hey this business it's got a 50-50 split <clears throat> some people hate it some people love it there's a little bit in between mm-hmm. but the last guy that had my position when he went to a company I talked with his boss and his boss goes I don't know why we hired this guy. He never answers his phone. He never answered his emails. He didn't get back to us. He was the warranty guy. That, and I told the president of the company, the guy that hired me, I told him today, like, this will not work out if that becomes the same as what it, as the last guy before me. I will not have that reputation of this guy didn't answer the phone. This guy didn't like answer emails. Do not restrict my overtime. Do not restrict my hours. Do not restrict my abilities to do my job. Your job as the president of the company is to do X, Y, and Z. My job is to do ABC. If you can entrust me doing ABC, then your X, Y, Z you can focus on and I can hold out and make a better name for your company. And I can make a good name for myself. As soon as my name gets to gets tarnished on behalf of your company and your restrictions, I will be out of here. So that's one thing we have talked about. Definitely. At at great lengths with probably, I don't know if you've talked to my dad about it, but all of my thinking with that, comes from my dad Mm -hmm. in the fact that we are a small county right well and that's something i thought about working with the state too is like you think about the state what it what is the first thing jb you think about when you hear about the state you drive past a state job what do you see a bunch of lazy motherfuckers right and they're just standing around one of them has a shovel a shovel Mm -hmm. and how many are supervising at least six yeah i (laughs) I knew that when I worked for the state, that's that it wouldn't work out at some point. Yeah, I wasn't gonna be another guy working for the state that was lazy and standing around. the The pay cap is here. The benefits are way up here, but when you move into the private sector, it trumps all of that. It trumps all of that because your your floor to ceiling is much much greater. And that's what I was like, when that clicked, excuse me, when that clicked, as well as I, you can't make anybody in the state do anything. I was like, nope, I I can't do this. I need to work with people who have good work ethic, who have good integrity, who are honest, and they're there to prosper a business and prosper their name. And your biggest, like the biggest thing that I see with you is that like you need to find a company that fits all of those things. Right. In, in the, you know, I've worked for several different companies in, in this area and the biggest thing 
that I've found is as the bigger the company, the harder it is to keep a good, solid culture of a company. Mm-hmm. I currently work for a multi-billion dollar company. I mean, they're everywhere. They're in right. Canada. Right. They're in Europe. They're based out of Texas. I mean, you name a state, they're probably there. Texas. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're based out of Texas. But but what I'm getting at is, is we've got three different divisions. I am one of those divisions. Right. I buy concrete from another division. That division will fuck me sideways any chance they get. Right. Right. And I can't do anything about it because... Right. And the only the only opportunity that I have to go buy concrete from anyone else, they won't sell to me because I have the name that this other that our supplier has. Right. Whoa. So so you have this backwards just bullshit, right? But even taking it in a step further, you work for I, I'm a number. I know that. I work for you know an excavation company that's hundred hundred fifty employees, whatever. I'm a number. They want me to be a foreman. Now nah, I'm good. You don't have anyone here that actually gives a shit about what they're doing and the work that they perform right, on every right. day. They're here for Friday when they get paid. They're going to go blow it all on beer this weekend. They're going to come back Monday waiting for Friday. That's the cycle. Well, and you're, you're a number to an extent. Like You are going to take that company and you're going to build it as far as you can until you're capped out. Right. Whatever that cap is. You're just going to keep bumping against it until somebody goes, oh, let's give him more responsibility. Let's change this in the system. Let's uh, maybe take on these new clients. It's the same idea with Kai. I've talked with Kai about this. Kai understands the asset that he is to his company. If Kai was to leave the company that he works for right now, that company would, would not necessarily crumble, but they would fall down to... X level and then they would have to build from that level up with the new guy. And so Kai knows that he's going to take the company to as high as he can get. And then he's going to keep bumping and he's going to keep bumping and maybe he'll get a pay raise Mm -hmm. and maybe he'll get a little bit more responsibility. But then once he hits that cap, once he hits that glass ceiling, he's going to have to go somewhere else and figure out something else. And that's kind of where like I'm at of like, figuring out how far can I take this company and grow this company, build better systems for this company to make more money and build my name and build this company's name. And once I hit that glass ceiling, all right, it's time to move on. And the shit thing about that dude is because I ran into it. My first estimating project management job. Loved the company. Absolutely loved working for the company. Great culture, smaller company. It got to a point where they did not want to pay me a dime more. <laughs> Noah's dying over here. They didn't want to pay me a dime more. So they ended up firing me because they I was looking for work. So whatever. But I got to that glass ceiling of I was still performing. I was still bettering the company and all this stuff. Right. But they didn't see my potential in all these different assets, positions, or whatever. I could have gone out to the field and made him money. I could have stayed in the office and made him money. Which one do you want me to do? Oh, you don't want to do either because I want three more dollars an hour to go back out to the field right. and make you even more money? <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll go to the next guy that will pay me that, no question asked, and then give me a 4 or $5 raise to stay. <laughs> but sorry, too late for you because I'm already out the door. 
it's the shittiest thing about having that mindset of this place is ne- like you get to that glass ceiling and you're like you're just freaking smashing the glass ceiling every right. day when you walk in the door right it's like i hate bouncing around from company to company i hate it right but you got to find that culture and that that family company that that works with your mindset and the things you want, the integrity that you want, the pay that you want, the people you want to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest thing to find. I know. Dude, you're like, preaching to the choir. Yeah, it's shit. Because, like, <laughs> I work for a great boss right now. Yeah. Like, I am a young individual in the construction field, and if he, he'll bring us a problem, me and my me, me and my coworker, we're both estimators, project managers. We basically run the division for him. He's on the higher level. He'll come to us with stuff. What do you guys want to do? This dude's been a superintendent for whatever company, every company in Clark County probably at least for five, ten years apiece. Like, just big-name companies. He's been there, done that. He knows his shit, but he comes and asks us because he wants us to be a part of the decisions that are made within our division. Yeah. Like, that's a guy I want to work for. Right. But I can't go anywhere. Right. I don't want that guy's job. Because of all the political bullshit that mm-hmm. you run into in a big, big company. Yeah. It's a shitty place to be. Because I would love to just stick it out and be there for 5, 10, 15 years or whatever when he retires and take over a spot. Because I know I'm I'm behind in, um, I'm behind a guy with more seniority than me, but I know I'm a better project manager than him. Yeah. He knows concrete more than I do. But I can manage projects. I can I can handle GCs better than him. You know, like you have this leg up on your on your your coworkers, right? Like you know where you sit. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, who would compete better for that next position? It'd probably be pretty close because he's got seniority, but I've right. got the experience. But well, it's like I don't want that job. So why am I here? Right. You know? Well, and that's something that I realized with the state is like because you get a solid pay and great benefits nobody wants to move up in the company or in the, you know, in the state. And so nobody wants to move up. And I have, I feel like I have good leadership skills and good teaching skills. That's what I want to do. If nobody wants to rise above and take that position, I'll do it. But when it becomes political or just becomes like this headache that logically doesn't make sense. I want nothing to do with it. Well, like, mm-hmm. how long was Nate working there? Nate worked there for ten years, and I'll and we can talk about this because Nate is very public about it. Yeah. But Nate also no longer works for the state, and. But he could. I'm saying he could have moved up so much and chose not to. Nate used to be well, a supervisor. He, yeah, he used to be, and he really? he looked around and he went. I go home to my family and I scream at my wife. I scream at my kids because of real shit because of, because of the things that work has done to me because Jimmy didn't want to ride on the lawnmower. Cause I heard yeah, his back work stresses me out so much at the state and it causes such a headache that I don't want to be the guy in charge. I just tell me what to do. Give me my 40 hours a week so that I can have three full days off to sit down, recuperate, and enjoy time with my family. I'm going to enjoy the PTO that I earn like a motherfucker and the sick time that I 
earn like a motherfucker. And I am going to enjoy all of this. Hmm. And I am going to live this good family and friend and me focused life that is aside from this career and this corrupt system. And I think that's, I think that's how he's, how he would view it. And I would love for him to correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, he's done it. He's been to the top. There's a song. I think (laughs) it's, it's either Jay-Z or Eminem. Um, Maybe it's Drake. One of the greats. He said, um, oh, I'm going to botch this so bad, dude. I've been to the top, basically, and people meet me at the top and go, what's next? And I bring them back to the bottom. Because What, what rapper hasn't it. said, I've been to the top, <laughs> but, and this is what it's like? <laughs> but you know, it's one of the greats that's been to the But they get to the top. You get to the top and you go, oh, I'm missing out. I just did 15 years to go, I like it at the bottom. I like my family. I like my friends. I like my free time. And I sacrificed 15 years of that to realize this. Man. Like, it's crazy. Obviously, he's a different guy than JB and I. And he's obviously different than you, Kai. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Where do you stand? On what? I'm sorry. I mean, trying, we've been talking about this glass ceiling you've talked about before with your job. Like there's only so far that you can go with them. Mm -hmm. But part of that is that I just don't want, I just don't love what I do. Okay. Like I, I absorbed two and a half positions when I, when I came in and, and I'm not looking and I'm not, I'm not paid like two and a half positions, (laughs) but uh, I think those other people were uh hourly and i'm salary that's that's cool i guess but the the thing is like uh this just isn't something i'm interested in doing for the rest of my life yeah like i'm i'm at the place where they can't really give me more to do like i mean they could as in i could take it but there's nothing in like i'm already taking on everything my position really has Mm -hmm. so if they want to give me something then they're going to have to figure out, they're going to have to expand the company. Yeah. And I mean, give me something to interest me or, I mean, we have a year and a half left. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, it's, it's good money Uh, for me. I mean, for you, it's a step down, I'm sure. But I, I mean, it, I, <clears throat> Excuse me, but also I'm I I do forty hours a week, and you you've done seventy a week. Or... Well, and that's I mean that's the thing too is like everybody's different. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm different than my sweet spot is probably fifty five hours a week. I think I told you this. Okay, fifty five ish hours a week is my sweet is my sweet spot. I have if I ever have a kid on the way, my sweet spot is probably gonna be thirty five hours. You know, <laughs> yeah. because I. I'm definitely more family oriented, but as Malia and I, you know, start to figure out things and figure out where we want to live. And that's something I want to talk about in in a future episode, (laughs) um, that proposal to both of you that like, Hey, I might be moving. Um, you know, as I, as I transition through life, like 
55 hours now sounds perfect. Whereas, I don't know what sounds perfect for you, but I know that 60 sounds great for you, or even <laughs> 70 sounds great for you. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm good with 40. 40 is what I do now. It's fine. I mean, I do like I do 30 minutes each night, and then seven and a half in the day. Yeah. We're working toward kicking out that 30 minutes a night because it's just so much. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can do 40. If I if I if it was construction, I could do I could do fifty. I could do I could do sixty. Yeah. It, depending on who I'm working with. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's like uh, I wish I could. I kind of wish I could go. Uh, yeah. Anyways, like, what if I could go to construction after this? But I wonder the kind of construction I'm thinking of isn't really the construction I would love to do. Well, that's not what I mean. I mean, I mean, the construction I would love to do isn't a step up from where I'm, from where I'm at, you know? Like, I love the working with my hands, getting things fixed up, but if I'm really going to be making more money, it's not there. Right. So. I think the biggest time with, like, time is, yeah, I've worked, I've worked 60s, I've worked till 1 or 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I've done it all, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is, like, being like being okay with with your work day like this week i've left after eight hours nine hours whatever this week and like i'm good with that because i'm like two weeks ahead bidding right i don't have shit going on in the field right now i get scheduling done make sure all my guys know where they're going and it's like it's like two o'clock all right well, i'm gonna go run check on this job real quick and then i'm gonna get the fuck out of here you know like, right right but i have the freedom to do that mm-hmm. you know and like that's the thing too like working your way up through the ranks you get to like management style positions and like my boss doesn't give a shit if i leave at noon every day like <laughs> i could work 25 hours a week and i'm not salary though because i'm hourly so he right. doesn't care right but if all my shit's done he doesn't care like yeah oh you don't take three days off not paid and you have all your stuff done and like scheduling's done. Everyone knows where they're going. Have your yeah. phone on you. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever, well, get out of here, you know? But that's opposed to you doing nothing, getting paid. Right. right? Like that, yeah. that seems so like, why don't you deserve to be paid if you're so ahead of the game? I know. And that's, and that's the, that's the tough thing about salary versus hourly at the same time. It's like, okay, so you're going to punish me because I'm so far ahead that I can leave at noon. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. So now I have to try to at least fill three mm-hmm. hours of my day. But it also, it goes back to, wow, that JB, he is such a great worker. And then mm-hmm. at your next job, this guy's going to say, dude, he's so efficient. Like, he's really good. Right. It's, it's always going to get you higher and higher because even though you might be losing money for working harder mm-hmm. right now, it, it gains you so much in the future. Right. Yeah. No, and that's yeah. I mean, it's an all. It's always like an attitude thing about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm trying to set myself up so that when I do get married, I do start having kids, I'm in a, a position and at a place of business that allows me to have space for that. You know, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be required to be working till nine, ten o'clock at night. I don't want to be 
you know, in the office at 5 a.m. every morning and, you know, in bed by 7 because it's like that's not beneficial to a family and all that, right? So it's like getting myself far enough ahead in life and in a career position that when I do start having kids like Noah's talking about, you're in a place that that has room for that and you work for a company that allows you to, hey, my kid's got a soccer game. All right, see ya. Like, right. call you if I need you or whatever, you know, that kind of space where – is very different for me because I am used to that 50, 60 plus hours a week. Like I love that. Right. Like busy, busy, busy. But when it's slow, trying to push 50 hours sucks ass. <laughs> like, Oh, I want that 10 hours overtime every week. You know, I want that consistent pay but when you're hourly. That's the kind of shit you have to do, but you got to fill your time and be efficient and not be wasting money. Uh, where a lot of people would be like, well, yeah, I'm checking emails or I'm checking this job. It's like, dude, that job's been done for three weeks. Why are you out there? It's like, oh, they're just measuring it again. You know, it's like just making bullshit right. up to get hours. It's like, nah, right. that's when you're going to see ya, you know. With all that to say, um, I no longer work for the state. <laughs> uh, it's, it's cool that I'm kind of expanding beyond the state. I thought that, you know, get in with the state, work up the ranks that nobody wants to work up through and get a good position there and retire there. Um, you know, if I started when I was 20, then I could put in 20 years, retire when I'm 40 from the state and still have time to start a new career. Uh, obviously it's not the case anymore cause I'm not working for the state. Um, so it's it's definitely weird to like leave the security of the state, especially how much I was making on retirement, what the health benefits look like. Uh, but I'm excited moving into this next job, learning lots. That's kind of the the big factor for me is like learning lots. If I can't learn lots, then you're you'll never hire me. You know, it's like if you if you have, <laughs> this is such a weird weird like example. But if you were like to hire me to like like fifty thousand dollars a year, let's seventy five. Let's say seventy five thousand dollars a year to tie shoelaces. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because I'm not learning anything. It's good money. It's like pretty average all across the board for the United States. You know, I could buy a house, pay a mortgage, like buy a nice car, probably pay the down payment on the car, and pay the monthly bill like i wouldn't do it because i wouldn't be learning anything so uh any other questions for me moving jobs i feel like we covered a lot yeah dang and no time for a segment well we we opened up with oh that's true 30 minutes of segments that's true (laughs) um i can i can give a short embarrassing story do we have time what are we at are we're we at one thirty. We'll yeah, see. we should close it. Here. <laughs> okay, we'll save it for next week. We got more segments next week. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Check us out on our should socials. We, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Oh, we never did talk about that. You we switched seats. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was a thing. That was cool. You'll see on Insta. Yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, but you'll see it. I look It'll to you because I look to you now. I'm like, hey, you're up there. <laughs> close the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really